0: Chapter 21 of Gutenberg and the Art of Printing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Gutenberg and the Art of Printing by Emily Clemens pearson chapter twenty one modes of making type varieties of type cylindrical ink distributor a modern printing establishment composition room cases proofreading let us now glance at the art of printing in modern times in the making of types formerly each letter was cast and then finished one at a time by hand now there is a process of manufacturing the copper face by machinery the operation being effected by the pressure of a sharp die upon copper and it is said that a small steam engine can produce one type a second or thirty six thousand in ten hours by the more ordinary process types are made by casting type metal in a mold though some of the larger sizes are manufactured from maple mahogany or boxwood the process of casting type which is the business of the type founders requires great skill in the first place a punch is cut of the letter to be formed except that it is in reverse the punch being of hardened steel and having this letter on its point is then struck into a small piece of copper which is called the matrix or form of the letter to be cast the matrix is now fixed in a curiously contrived instrument termed the mold attached to a compact hand machine having in the center a small furnace of burning coal to keep the vessel of type metal over it liquid the workman turns a wheel thus forcing melted metal into the mold which quickly shapes and drops one after another the types perfect save polishing in some foundries there are twenty of these machines in this way not only every letter but every figure hyphen comma or other mark must have its punch and matrix as well as its separate casting one machine will cast one hundred types a minute the following describes an illustration called a metal type in the cut a is the body b the face or part from which the impression is taken C. The shoulder or top of the body. D. The nick designed to assist the compositor in distinguishing the bottom of the face from the top. And E. The grooves made in the process of finishing. End of description. As soon as a heap of types is cast, a boy takes them away and breaks off the superfluous piece at the end of each, when another rubs its sides on a stone to render it smooth the face or printing part of the type, is not touched after it leaves the matrix, that giving it all the distinctness and sharpness of which it is capable. Type metal is a compound of lead and antimony, in the proportion of three to one, with a small portion of tin, and sometimes a little copper. In Gutenberg's day, types were necessarily an imitation of the handwriting of the monk copyist, with little variety and beauty. Now the types which compose an ordinary book font consist of Roman capitals, small capitals, and lowercase letters, and italic capitals, and lowercase letters, with accompanying figures, points, and reference marks. In all, about 200 characters, including the various modern styles of fancy types. Some three or 400 varieties of face are made. Beside the ordinary Roman and italic, the most important of the varieties are old english or black letter german text full face antique script old style gothic old english or black letter german text full face antique script old style gothic the smallest body in common use is diamond then following in order of size is below diamond pearl agate nonpareil minion Revere, Bourgeois, Long Primer, Small Pica, Pica, English, Great Primer, and then again, Diamond, Pearl, Agate, Nonpareil, Minion, revere, Bourgeois, Long Primer, Small Pica, Pica, English, Great Primer. Until a comparatively recent period, no better method of inking the type had been devised in Gutenberg's sheepskin dabbers, or stamping balls. Earl Stanhope, who greatly improved the printing press, sought by many experiments to supply the ink by means of a revolving cylinder or roller, instead of by the old process. The first impediment was the seam, which it was necessary to make down the whole length of the roller, and it could be neither soft nor pliable. Providentially, these difficulties were overcome by observing a process at the staffordshire potteries in which the workmen used what are called dabbers these dabbers composed of glue and treacle possessed every requisite to hold and distribute the ink spreading it evenly over the form besides being easily kept clean and pliable this method was at once seized upon by ingenious printers who used it in time in the cylinder form as is common now in all printing offices formerly the word the was indicated by the letters y and e thus y e semicolon ampersand was used for and with other ungainly abbreviations connected letters were also employed c and t were joined by a curve from the top of one to the other and when two s's occurred a long f was used illustration of the composition room instead of ponderous folios and quartos untitled unpaged unparagraphed without capitals and with words so huddled together as to put the reader to his wits' end to make out the meaning now we have the beautiful pocket and library editions convenient in size clear and intelligible within quote, "books that you may carry to the fire and hold readily in your hand" end quote as dr johnson says we have in imagination visited gutenberg's printing rooms and can vividly recall his rude beginnings and slow and toilsome methods his printing press the wonder of that age only turning off a few hundred impressions per diem with this in mind let us step into a representative printing establishment of our times the riverside at cambridge massachusetts for we wish to get a just idea of the art of arts we will first visit the composition room. Ranged down the sides of the room, we see scores of laborers industriously at work, each one before a stand or frame, in shape similar to the music stand at an orchestra. Each frame is constructed so as to hold two pairs of cases, one containing the Roman, the other the italic letters of the same font or kind. The upper case has ninety-eight little divisions for the different kinds of type. The lower case is fifty-four boxes, arranged as in the diagram on the opposite page. The compositor, or typesetter, is said to work case, for all the types are sorted in cases, or shallow, open, and divided boxes. The lower case, or the one nearest him, having all the small letters, points, and spaces to place between the words. and the upper case containing all letters, accented letters, figures, and characters, uses references to notes each letter has a larger or smaller box appropriated to it according as it is seldom or frequently required while the letters most needed occupy the position most convenient for the compositor in the english language the letter e inhabits the largest box a c d h i m n o r s t u live in the next size apartments b f g l p v w y dwell in what may be called the bedrooms while j k q x z o e and o e double letters etc are more humbly lodged in cupboards garrets and cellars as we call the various compartments of the case the reason of this arrangement is that the letter of e being visited by the compositor sixty times as often as z his hand spending an hour in the former box for every minute in the latter it is advisable that the letters oftenest required should be in the nearest and largest boxes everything being systemized so as to secure accuracy and despatch plan of lower case behold the busy company eyes fingers and arms move almost in every direction with steadiness and speed some are distributing that is filling their cases with letters from the type pages of books or papers which have been printed off this is done with great celerity the compositor grasps and reads several sentences at once and without again looking at the letters his nimbly flying fingers deposit them one by one here there everywhere in the square dens to which they belong four thousand m's per hour can thus be distributed by a good compositor which is about five times as many as he can compose or set in type as it is much easier to spend money than to earn it having filled the cases the workman is ready to compose standing in front of the cases which contain the roman letters and having placed the copy or manuscript from which he is to set upon the least used part of the upper case he takes in his left hand the composing stick made of brass or iron with a movable side which can be adapted to any width of line by means of a screw he then commences putting the letters of each word of the copy with the necessary points and spaces into the stick the thumb of his left hand meanwhile securing each addition from left to right along the line to facilitate the process a thin slip of brass called the composing rule is placed in the composing stick at the outset and pulled out and put on the front of a line when completed. When the stick is full of lines, the compositor, with the fingers of both hands, lifts them out as if they were a mass of solid metal, and places them in the galley, a flat board or piece of zinc or brass, having a ledge at the head and on one or both sides. To do this successfully requires practice and skill, and the young printer, although no adept in pastry making, learns to his disgust there is nothing easier than to make pie as the heap of jumbled type which has slipped through his untrained fingers is termed the galley having been filled by the contents of successive sticks and the requisite number of pages to form a sheet being completed they are arranged upon a bench or imposing stone and surrounded with pieces of wood or furniture so as to give a suitable margin for each page the whole being then secured in the chase or iron frame, by means of strips of wood and wedges, this is called imposing. Next a proof is taken by impressing paper upon the type that the compositor may see and correct the mistakes he may have made in putting the copy into type. Referring again to the engraving, composition room in the open space of the imposing stones or tables on which matter and type is placed in order to arrange it for printing proofs are taken errors corrected and the form finally made ready for the press reading proof but in this cosy well lighted room sits one whose attitude is the picture of careworn and earnest attention no matter what the din in the building around him his faculties are concentrated on the pages of proof he is one of the proof readers and an assistant who reads the copy whose office it is to see that the work goes forth to the public correct and literary in mechanical execution, his is a wearisome and responsible task. As I, with lynx-like vigilance and microscopic powers, must detect the minutest defects of press or author, faults in punctuation, grammar, rhetoric, logic, and data, he must point out all this at a glance in an establishment crowded with work. End of section 21. Recording by Greg Giordano, New Port Ritchie, Florida.